This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, you know that I love inkandivycollective.com and they have been my podcast sponsor for the last few weeks. This week, I am very excited to announce that you can save 15% off their whole website using the code CHERRY. You can find the direct link to their website in my show notes. And if you want amazing female tattoo artists art on super comfy, super cute clothes, I've been living in my little hoodie for the last week. Definitely check them out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Unconventional Gal, Forging Your Own Path with me, your host, Cherry Dollface. Hope everybody is having a most excellent week. This week, I'm actually doing another book review because, well, it's that time of the month for my book review. So this week, I'm actually reviewing Betty Page, Aphrodite Rising by Kimberly Us. This book, the cover is cute, and I feel like that's what a lot of the reviews talk about. And it's true. It is a cute cover, but it's actually a really interesting premise. So basically, it's merging the idea of Aphrodite, the goddess, and Betty Page, the human, and kind of giving a story of Aphrodite kind of inhabiting Betty Page and guiding her along her career and her life. I feel like uh, the author actually really researched Betty Page a lot. And for as much as I like Betty Page, I don't didn't really know a lot about her life. So I felt like it was kind of a twist on a biography. It was kind of like a historical fiction, if you will, because obviously the Aphrodite part is from the glorious mind of Miss Kimberly Us. But I thought it was really interesting. It's a very short, quick read. It is 191 pages, pretty decently medium-sized type. So if you are not a reader or if you get bored really easily, this is definitely like a good quick read. But it is definitely tantalizing, sizzling, shocking, and tantalizing, as it says on the cover. Um, And I definitely recommend it. So check out Betty Page Aphrodite Rising by Kimberly Us. The link to it will be in my show notes. So my main topic, my only topic really this week is all about living your life with tattoos or body modifications. So that could be piercings or brandings or implants or I don't know what a split tongue. There's so many different things that people do to their bodies these days. I mean, we could even talk about cosmetic stuff like Botox and fillers and all that. But that that is its own episode. I actually will be having a whole episode dedicated to cosmetic surgery and fillers and all of that stuff. So if you guys are interested in that, let me know because I feel like it is kind of a hot button topic and it is something that I have partaken in myself. So I do have a little bit of experience. But tattoos are something I also have a little bit of experience in. If you guys follow me anywhere on social media, you know that I am a heavily tattooed female and I have actually been heavily tattooed for almost two decades. So I've lived a lot of life in a very tattooed body. I used to have a lot of piercings when I was younger, kind of I guess grew out of it grew out of the interest in piercings now I really only have my ears I only I have three in each ear but I only wear the first ones I'm like a square old lady when it comes to piercings but 
I do have tattoos because tattoos are mostly forever. I'm going to talk about kind of different facets of being tattooed, whether, you know, it's deciding how and when to get tattooed, picking your tattoo artist, um, the meanings, how people judge you, kind of the whole gamut. This is going to be a little bit of a longer topic since it is the only topic this week. But when you are trying to decide about getting tattooed, first you need to decide kind of how tattooed you want to be. Because here's the thing, if you like, oh, I'm just going to get this one tattoo, or maybe you decide you have like three tattoos on your arms, and then later you decide you want sleeves, then you have to kind of build those sleeves around those first three random tattoos. If from the very beginning you're like, I want three tattoos and that's it, three and done, that doesn't rhyme as well as one and done, but bear with me, then it doesn't really matter what those tattoos are. But if you are planning for bigger pieces, like I wasn't ever planning to get a back piece, and so I got just a little like mermaid sailor jerry piece at the top of my back and then when i wanted to do my back piece i was kind of like limited to what i could do oliver peck did the first mermaid the small one and the artist that did my full back piece felt it was disrespectful to cover such a i guess a well-renowned tattoo artist's work and so he didn't want to cover it and so he built the rest of my tattoo around it so it doesn't totally fit and i think if i were to do it over again i wouldn't have gotten that and i would have just gone for the back piece so that's one thing you have to have to think about so my sleeves i always knew i really i wanted to be heavily tattooed that was kind of like my goal and I got tattooed really quickly. I had full sleeves by the time I was 21, which I would never advise anybody to do, but I was young and wild and reckless and punk rock and I thought I was so cool. Little did I know I was not. And I, I got tattoos. A lot of my early tattoos were just by friends that had just started tattooing things that were cheap or things that were free, which I also would not suggest anybody do, especially on your arms or anywhere that is very visible. But because of that, I didn't go in with a game plan. My sleeves are not like a big scene of something. They're just random pieces of my life pieced together. And for some people, that's great. But I have to say, honestly, when I see people with these like beautiful sleeves that are works of art that tell a story from heaven to hell or whatever it is, I'm kind of jealous because I feel like my sleeves are kind of like shitty patchwork. <laughs> and I definitely have some pieces on my arms that are better than others, but I definitely have pieces that if I could go back, I would not that I would get something different. I just would get them made better, I guess, by more experienced artists, or I would have thought out a little bit more what I was doing. So that's one thing to start to think about before you get tattooed, because once they're on you, they're on you. So in talking about cheap tattoos, let me tell you, I have some cheap slash free tattoos that are not the best. I know my sister listens to this podcast. She is suspect number one when it comes to cheap tattoos. She has this piece on her ribs. I actually haven't seen it probably since she got it done. She doesn't walk around topless very often. So I don't exactly remember what it is, but I think it's like a peacock or some sort of fantastical animal. And it looks like a child scribbled it. It's really bad. Shay, I love you. The rest of your sleeve is pretty good. But that thing on your ribs is horrible. She also had, so we had a close family friend die when she was little. And so she got a memorial piece for her. I think it was her first tattoo. She got it before she was 18. So she went to a shop that was tattooing illegally and she got it like down on her hip. And it was so bad that when she came to visit me when she was 18, I had a friend of mine fix it for her. So not only are you risking just having like shitty tattoos? But then you're also risking having to then pay just as much as you would have paid in the first place 
just to get a good tattoo because shitty tattoos seem awesome when you're young, but then when you're older, they're not so awesome anymore. And I am going to tell you nine out of 10 of you young people that have shitty tattoos, when you get like 30 plus, you're going to want them fixed for whatever reason or covered or whatever. So generally cheap tattoos aren't good. If you want to get a visual that goes along with this story, just Google cheap tattoos. And you'll see, I think the most famous one is like, it's a tattoo that was cheap that's of a lion. And then the next to it is an expensive lion. And it is very obvious which one some money was spent on. Not to say that if, you know, you have friends that are really great tattoo artists that will tattoo you for cheap because they're your friends or you work out like a trade deal or something. If it's cheap for a reason, that's one thing. But if the tattoo artist is just cheap because they're cheap or free because they're just learning, when you're getting free tattoos when you're young because all your friends are young too and they're just learning tattooing, take it from me. It seems like a really great idea, but it's not. It never is. If you're going to let your friends do that to you, have them tattoo your butt cheeks or like your inner thighs or something that's not your hands, your forearms, your face, your neck, places that people are going to see all the time. It's just not a good look. The other thing to remember too is, you know, a lot of the time that tattoos are cheaper free, probably because the talent isn't quite there or isn't quite there yet, you know, maybe an apprentice or something. But another reason why tattoos might be cheap is because the facilities aren't up to snuff. And one thing you have to remember is that tattoo tubes and some of the other components of tattoo machines have to be sterilized. And the only way to do that is in an autoclave. An autoclave is a contraption that actually sterilizes instruments. And autoclaves are not cheap and they require pretty regular maintenance. So if a tattoo shop does not have an autoclave or does not have an autoclave that is like functioning well, you can get all kinds of really horrible diseases. You can get HIV, AIDS, hepatitis, any bloodborne disease you can get from a shop that isn't up to snuff. And so you never want to take a risk that your tattoo is only cheap because the skill isn't there. You don't want to risk that it's cheap because the cleanliness and the sterilization isn't there. Or that they're doing something mega shady, like reusing needles or not cleaning correctly in between clients. You just never know. So going to reputable shops that charge, I'm not saying go to somebody that charges $1,000 an hour. Like not everybody can afford Kat Von D or high voltage tattoo, whatever. But just go to a place that has a decent market value for wherever you live versus the like Walmart of tattoo shops wherever you live. Tattoo artists that charge what they're worth are charging what they're worth not only because their work is good, but also because they've taken the time and the energy to be good tattoo artists, to know what inks are best, what inks are best for different skin tones, how deep to tattoo, to not scar you, or to make sure that your tattoo heals well. Also, where not to tattoo on your body. Not every part of your body can or should be tattooed. And yeah, you see people that are heavily tattooed from earlobes to feet that will have like their palms tattooed or their eyelids tattooed or the inside of their ear tattooed. But generally, those spots that are tricky or like the bottom of the feet, people that have like the side of their hand tattooed, like think about if you're going to karate chop someone. The part of your hand that would hit that person 
the side of your hand, the palm side of your hand, the texture of that skin is different than the top of your hand. So if you get a tattoo right there, it's going to heal unevenly. And a tattoo artist that doesn't give a crap about their clients is going to be like, yeah, yeah, cool, I'll tattoo that. But a tattoo artist that is charging you an appropriate fee is probably going to care about their clients a little bit more and is going to tell you that it's a bad idea. A tattoo artist telling you no isn't a bad thing. And this goes the same for cosmetic stuff as well as far as like fillers and plastic surgery. You want a professional that will tell you no. And it's the same for me in my skincare practice. Not everybody is a perfect candidate for microdermabrasion or chemical peels. There's contraindications, which means things that you have that say you shouldn't get this treatment. And the same goes for tattooing. So you want a tattoo artist that is going to turn you away. You don't want a tattoo artist that is desperate for every penny that's going to tattoo you anywhere you want in any color you want with any ink in any design when it might not be appropriate for you. So that is just another thing to keep in mind. So along with that too is I think something that is becoming a little bit more outdated, but it's very real for my generation. So I started getting tattooed in... 2000 I think was my first tattoo my first tattoo could almost legally drink in a bar my first tattoo could definitely buy porn that's really exciting in my generation if you just walked into a tattoo shop and wanted your hands or your neck tattooed a tattoo artist would tell you no unless you were already heavily tattooed and that was because there was this mentality of like having to earn it now I know for the younger generation everybody's like open-minded and everybody can live how they want to live and I believe that and I do believe that a little bit with tattoos as well. The only thing that holds me back from being fully open-minded is that until you've lived in a heavily tattooed body, you don't understand the repercussions of what it's like to live in society with visible tattoos. So if you don't have anything on your arms and then you go straight for the neck or the face or the hands, you're going straight into a life that you have not lived in at all. And it might not be the life for you and there's no turning back. If you start with your arms and you're like, ooh, I really don't like this, then you stop and then you wear long sleeves when you're in a moment where you know you might get that attention and you're okay. So that's kind of what I mean by earning it when I say like we had to earn tattoos. Most of the tattoo artists that I would go to back in the day would tell people, tell their clients, you have to wear tattoos, visible tattoos, for a long enough time before you earn tattoos on uncoverable places. And there's a reason that they called them career ruiners or job ruiners or job stoppers. There's so many different terms for um, tattoos that aren't coverable. I mean, obviously a tattoo on your face would be coverable if you wore a burglar mask, but that might also be the only job you could get if you tattooed your face, especially back then. Uh, things are a little bit different now, but not completely. Just be really aware. It's one thing if you want to get like a heart on your ring finger, which I have on the inside of my palm, which <laughs> you shouldn't do either. But something really tiny. I know the stick and poke tattoos are really popular right now. If you just want like a tiny thing visible, I wouldn't do anything on your face, even tiny until you've really lived in a tattooed body because that will become the focal point of your face. But if you want to get tattoos in visible spots, try to tattoo non-visible spots first and sort of ease your way into it. The other thing too that you have to remember is going to happen whether you like it or not is once you get heavily tattooed or visibly tattooed, you're going to be touched. You're going to be touched by strangers. There's no stopping it. It doesn't matter if you think it's right. It doesn't matter if you like it or hate it or love it or whatever. If you love it, then you're heading in the right path because people will touch you. They want to know what it, they feel like for some reason. I think people that don't have tattoos think that like for some reason your skin's going to all of a sudden grow a new texture or be warm or cold or I don't really understand why people want to touch them 
my thinking is if you just look at tattooed skin, you can clearly see it is not a different texture than non-tattooed skin. But I guess maybe that's because I have common sense and also because I don't touch strangers because that's really creepy and really inappropriate. So just know you will be touched. It's going to happen to you. The amount may vary. If you're a female, you're probably going to get it more. I've had people touch me in the most inappropriate ways, and it's not always creepy dudes. Women feel like they can do it too, and non-creepy people feel like they can do it too. When I first got my, um, I have cherries on either side of my chest, and they're when they first got tattooed, obviously they were super bright, bright green and bright red. And I worked at Guitar Center, and one of the guitar techs walked up to me, and he was like, wow, those look really bright. He licked his thumb, rubbed my fresh tattoo with it to like wipe it off because he thought it was a temporary tattoo. So not only did it hurt, also he had put his saliva on my open wound and risked his life because I almost killed him. It was disgusting. But that story is not uncommon. Just a couple of years ago, I was in a grocery store out here and I had just left the gym and I was wearing an open back shirt just to like keep my back cool while I get my pump on. And so my back was sweaty and gross, but I have a full back piece and I was in the grocery store standing in the checkout line and some old lady very sensually rubbed her finger down my back and she was like, oh, that's so pretty. But it was like almost like she was touching like a sparkly dress in a department store. She didn't put it together that I was a human attached to that beautiful thing she wanted to touch. And so she touched my disgusting, sweaty back. So also gross for her, but also gross for me because being touched sensually by a stranger in the grocery store is really strange and off-putting. You'll also have your arm taken from you and wrenched around so people can see what's on your elbow and what's underneath your arm. Or people will say, let me see the rest of that tattoo. They don't even ask. My chest says no rainbows without rain. But if I'm wearing a shirt that isn't full open collar, it's hard to see what it says, but you can see its words. And people will just like, hey, let me see the rest of that. Sometimes they just ask what it says, which is fine. I think it says no rainbows without rain. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute since I've seen my chest. And I always say it says no rainbows without rain. And then I give them the disclaimer, except for sprinklers. You're also going to get so many questions. You're going to get, did they hurt? Which I always say, no, it feels like a feather tickling me. Like, duh, it's needles in your skin. Anybody that says that tattoos don't hurt have never had a large piece. Usually people that say that tattoos don't hurt have like a teardrop on their face or a small piece on their forearm. Yeah, the pain level is different for everybody. But they all hurt to a, a varying degree. There's a difference in stubbing your toe and having a limb cut off as far as pain goes. And it's the same for tattoos. There's some that hurt more than others, whether it's because your skin is thinner or there's more bone or more fat or whatever it is. They all hurt. People that say that they enjoy the pain are another breed of human. That's not my place to judge. Some people just like pain. But them saying they enjoy pain doesn't mean there's no pain. It means the pain that they get from it is enjoyable. So please don't confuse that. My favorite is this one. I'll be like at the grocery store and the checker will be like a middle-aged white lady with zero tattoos and like plain Jane mama of 10. And she goes, who did your tattoos? My first thought is, are you going to get a tattoo? Do you really, are you really asking me because you want to go to my tattoo artist? My second thought is, 
you're so far away from me. You can't even see if my tattoos are good. So if you are looking for an artist, you just maybe like my style. And so you're going to pick my tattoo artist because you like my hair. I like, I don't really understand that. Then my last thought and my most overpowering thought is you're just making conversation with me. You don't care who did my tattoos. But like, what a weird question to ask somebody. Also, usually people that are heavily tattooed have gone to multiple, if not dozens of artists. I've had tattoos by people I don't even remember. I'll look at the tattoo and be like, yeah, some guy did that one time. I, I don't know. Maybe he had hair. So asking somebody who did their tattoos, unless you legitimately see a tattoo on somebody you really like and you want something similar or you want to go to that artist is a very strange question to me. I still don't understand it. I guess it's making conversation. It goes back to how I've talked about before in the podcast. I do not like small talk. Small talk is uncomfortable and confusing to me. So I think that's just another one of those things that like it just kind of goes over my head. And another thing that people ask me a lot about is getting a job. Now, when I first started getting tattooed, I never wanted to work in a corporate job. So I was of the mind of like, I can get as tattooed as I want because I'm gonna go to business school to figure out how not to work in the corporate world. If you are unsure of your career path or unsure what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life or maybe where your current path will lead you, I would highly advise not getting visible tattoos because as open-minded as the world has become, getting a job in a more formal or corporate setting is still very difficult when you have tattoos. Even Starbucks only just a few years ago started letting their baristas have tattoos because they're a corporation. And a lot of places will make you cover them up. Now, if you live in Iceland, you're probably okay because you're probably going to be wearing long sleeves most of the time anyways because it's a cold place. If you live in Death Valley, <laughs> which I don't think anybody actually lives there, but if you live in like Arizona or Southern California or a place where it's warm most of the time, keep that in mind if you have a job where you have to cover up all the time. When I started getting tattooed, I worked at a real estate office and luckily I lived in Oregon, so it was cold a lot of the time. But when there were those warm days, it was really, really uncomfortable. And the last thing you want to do when you're dealing with clients is being hot and being uncomfortable and looking uncomfortable and sweating. And that's just as unprofessional as having visible tattoos. So as much as we think the world should change, yes, of course it should change and it should be more open-minded, but that doesn't mean that it has changed or that it is changing as quickly as we would like it to. So just be really aware when you're getting tattoos that are visible that you might not always be in the job that you're at right now. You might not always be an underwater basket weaver. And although you can have tattoos doing that right now, you might switch and become a corporate accountant. I feel like those are the only two jobs or hobbies I ever talk about. Also know too, along with getting a job and being in a corporate world, is just being judged in general in life. You're going to be judged. Again, is it right? No. Is it awesome? No. Is it fun? No. But it's going to happen. And that's like anything in life. Any Anything you wear, any type of style you do to your hair, people are going to judge you. We're humans. That's what we do. It doesn't. It's not good or bad. It's just it's why, you know, in certain jobs, there's a dress code because there's a way of dressing that's considered, quote unquote, professional. And it's just kind of the same in the world. Now, I live in L.A. So for me, being tattooed, I don't even think about it, honestly. I, I don't. I, yeah, I get a lot of I like your tattoos and your tattoos are pretty and all that, which is great. I don't ever really think about like being judged. I do travel a lot, though. And there are definitely even in the States, there are definitely still small towns where you're stared at. <laughs> so when I was 15, my parents, they lived in Kansas. And so for the first summer that 
I might have told the story before. I can't remember. But anyways, the first summer that they lived out there, I had to go visit them for like a month. I had my lip pierced and my tongue pierced and a mohawk and a bondage belt. And like, I didn't have any tattoos yet. I was still pretty young. But I looked real weird. And being in Kansas in the 90s and looking the way that I did, I might as well have been an alien. So my uncle would take me to Walmart and he would like, I was like a circus animal. He would make me walk in front of him so he could like watch people stare at me because he thought it was i mean my uncle is awesome my uncle carrie that i've talked about before he's a super weirdo and he was always really accepting of how i looked but he knew how people judged and so he thought it was funny to watch and i was always a a willing victim to his ploys there are certain places where tattoos still are very strange when i went to italy we did a little day trip to the island of capri tiny tiny island it's pretty secluded besides the tourists that come and it was a warm day and so I took my long sleeve sweater off and I was wearing a tank top and I've never felt more uncomfortable in my life walking around I mean people literally were like covering their mouths and pointing like long arm pointing people were taking pictures of me I was with my ex it was on my honeymoon and he actually had to like stand behind me so people weren't taking pictures of me. I finally just put my sweater back on and I just sweated through the rest of the day because it was so, I mean, I really have never felt so much. It was like a moment of feeling how a celebrity might feel, maybe like a very hated celebrity where you feel those weird judgy stares. It made me want to never be an actual celebrity. I also am very aware, like when I'm dating someone new, when you meet the parents I think being a heavily tattooed man is a little bit different. It's changing a little bit now, but especially for me being heavily tattooed as a female so early on before before any of the tattoo shows, before there was a tattoo shop on every block, it was like prostitutes and bikers <laughs> were the only people that had tattoos or so people thought. So I was always really self-conscious when I would meet parents for the first time. So I always would wear like long sleeves and try to cover so that that wasn't the first judgment. So they would see me as like a nice, sweet girl. And then when I took the sweater off, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's a little shocking. But we already see that she's like a nice human. When I met my ex's grandma for the first time, she was like 80 and it was Easter and I was wearing a sweater, but I had my, obviously my chest tattooed and she saw it and she goes, oh, I like your shirt. And she went to like touch it and then when, as soon as she hit my skin she goes oh that's not a shirt and she was like she was super sweet and open-minded it was fine but it was a little jarring for her the other thing i hate as far as judgments go this is probably my most hated thing being a tattooed female and a heavily tattooed female is guys judgment on me especially when i've been single and especially if you're out at a bar guys think you're gonna be the freaky chick when you're heavily tattooed they think that you have like a sex dungeon in your room and that your bed's gonna like spin around in circles and you're gonna open your closet and there's gonna be like a sex swing in there like i don't know why guys think that for some reason because you put ink on your skin you're gonna be like a weird sex freak i have no idea I am a very boring human just in general. I like to read books and cook and like manicure my nails. Like I'm not a very wild human. So the the judgment of me being like the freak fuck is so off base. It always makes me laugh. But that is probably the most annoying judgment that I get. One last thing I kind of just want to talk about is tattoo removal. I always hear, not always, but I hear often people say, well, I could just get it removed if I don't like it down the road. Yes and no. 
some tattoos cannot be removed. Some tattoos are tattooed too deep into your dermis by probably the cheap or free tattoo artists that don't know what they're doing and lasers can't get that far down into your skin. There's also some pigments that are more difficult to remove. So I have had tattoo removal done on one piece. If you follow, you guys follow me, you know, I had a, a piece on my forearm, a big giant piece that was pink flamingos and palm trees. Well, the palm trees that I tried to get fixed many times, they just looked like pot leaves. It was just the way they were drawn, the way they were done, and there was no fixing them. And it bothered me. So I got it removed. Well, the lasers that the place I went to use cannot remove blue ink. And because the palm trees are green, the base of them is blue, the palm trees could not be removed. Like I had almost 10 sessions the tattoo was pretty much gone and those palm trees were still almost as bright as the day that they got tattooed there's new lasers now that can target pigments but not every tattoo can be removed not only can they not always be removed but even if they can be removed it's expensive I was lucky and I had a trade deal worked out with my laser center, so I did not pay for my removal. My friend went to the same laser center to get a tattoo removed from her hand that was maybe like an inch by an inch square on her hand. It cost her $500 to get it removed. You're going to spend way more money getting it removed than you ever would getting it. Not only that, but it's not a one and done. Most laser centers make you come back many times. My 10 session tattoo removal took almost three years because the longer you go into your removal sessions, the longer you have to wait in between sessions so that your body can actually absorb the ink. So in when I was getting to my last sessions, I was waiting like 10 weeks in between appointments. And like I said, there's different lasers now. There's stronger lasers, but the stronger lasers are going to cause tons of blistering, tons of pain. Even the lasers that I use that took a long time, it fucking hurts. You think getting a tattoo hurts? Tattoo laser removal is probably a thousand times more painful than getting a tattoo my sessions lasted maybe two minutes each time. And if it had been like 30 seconds more, I don't think I could have handled it. It's horrible. You smell your skin burning. It blisters. It's not fun. So do not think of tattoo removal as a backup plan. Think of tattoo removal as, okay, many, many years down the road, something goes sideways and it's a necessity. I had a name on my arm that I didn't want and I just covered it. So Tattoo removal is not an easy out to getting tattoos. Let's take some stories. First story is from Andrea Blackmer. If anybody wants to submit stories or questions, I get my submissions on my social media. I am the Cherry Dollface on all socials, and I usually ask for submissions there when it comes to upcoming podcasts. Also, if you want to vote on what topics I do, you can join my Patreon group. And the link to that is also in my show notes. But my Patreon is just the title of this podcast. Also, thank you to everybody that has left a review. My reviews are starting to slow down, which I think is just kind of natural in the lifespan of a podcast. But everybody that is still leaving reviews, I really appreciate it. If you want me to send you a handwritten postcard as a thank you for writing a review, just write your review, screenshot it, email it to theonlycherrydollface at gmail.com with your address, and I would be happy to send you a little personal thank you. Okay, so everybody that submitted your name is in my show notes. I know I always say them weird. Andrea Blackmer says, when I worked at the salvage yard, I had my hair all different colors and 
a fohawk. My septum pierced tattoos and alternative style clothing. Many people complimented me on my hair. The older men said my nose ring looked like I needed a rope tied to it and I needed lead around like a bull. I got comments on my tattoos saying, why ruin the skin God gave you? I replied back, is the Sistine Chapel any less beautiful after Michelangelo painted it? So there you go. That's another thing I get all the time. What are you going to do when you're old? Well, I'm going to look like a melted candle like the rest of us. I'm just going to be a little bit more colorful. What are you going to do when you're old? You're not going to be some beautiful work of art. <laughs> like When you get old, you get wrinkly and you get sunspots and you get all that other shit anyways. You might as well make it a little bit more colorful. Heather Ann says, heavily tattooed nurse. I covered my arms for a long time to ensure I was given a chance to show that I'm actually good at what I do. Then surprise, I'm just as good at what I do when you can see my skin. Now people ask for the nurse with the tattoos. So that's exactly the whole like cover up to avoid the judgment. I have a friend, Becky. She is a pediatric nurse. So she deals with a lot of parents of sick children and she has like a full body suit, but her sleeves only go to her mid forearm because she wants to be able to cover everything when she's wearing scrubs. And it's not for the kids. The kids love it. It's because the parents and the parents, you know, when they already have a sick kid, it's that stress of like, oh my God, this nurse, are they going to be qualified to do what they're doing because they're judging you on your appearance? And that's just natural. And she understands that. And so she covers herself to make sure the parents feel safe. Desiree Dunn says, I was once at PetSmart and an older lady came up to me and started petting my turtle tattoo, the one that is directly in between my breasts. She wanted to see if it felt like a real turtle. <laughs> so I don't know if this lady was coming on to you or if she was really that naive. I don't know why skin would all of a sudden morph into a turtle shell. But there you go. There's just an example of people touching you. All right, let's take some questions. I made to midnight. I feel like I've taken a question from you before asks, would you have gotten all of your tattoos if you had gone the corporate route? I always knew I wasn't going to go the corporate route, so that is why I got my tattoos. But if I had have gone to business school unsure in what I wanted to do, I definitely would not have gotten all of the tattoos that I have now. I didn't start getting my hands done or like the back of my neck um, or anything that's really visible until I was well into my 30s and well established in my career. Kaylin Summer says, how often are you discriminated against? Like I said, I'm pretty lucky. So I, I was raised in Portland, which is a very liberal, open-minded city. I was one of the few heavily tattooed girls in Portland in the time that I, I lived there. But I still never really felt super judged. And living in L.A., I'm just one of millions of freaks that live here. So I really don't feel judged here. But, I, you know, my story of going to Capri, I definitely felt discriminated against there. And sometimes when I travel to smaller towns or smaller cities, if my tattoos are showing, you know, if I go into a store, I feel like they are a little bit more like eyes on me, like that pretty woman moment. Like, can I help you? Where you feel like, okay, they're they think I'm going to steal something. But I'm pretty lucky in my life that I don't feel discrimination very often. Mad Cow 15792 says, what's up with heavily tattooed men telling me they don't like heavily tattooed women? What is that? I've never had this problem personally, but so many of my heavily tattooed girlfriends say the exact same thing. Like they have, they find these dudes that have like their faces tattooed and head to toe. And then they think that tattooed girls are unattractive for some reason. I think it's just like a machismo macho that's the same thing in different languages i just think it's like such a weird male thing and it goes along with the judgments and the stereotypes i think there's a there's a stereotype that like heavily tattooed girls are crazy you always hear that like i won't date a tattooed girl they're all crazy well i'm here to tell you i'm crazy but not in relationships 
but I'm a pretty like reliable, awesome girlfriend. Chris Demers asks, how old were you when you got your first tattoo and what, where is it? Do you still love it? My first tattoo was my cherries on my chest. I was 19 and um, yeah, I still love them. My nickname, my real name's Cherokee. My nickname growing up was Cherry. So I knew it was something that would never go out of style because your name is always going to be your name. It was funny kind of working into the rockabilly world. Everybody assumed that it was like my super rockabilly tattoos, but it really was just because of my name. I essentially had my name tattooed on myself as my first tattoo. That is so douchey. Don't ever tell anybody I told you that. McCalamino asks, what if family members don't like tattoos? Do you hide them? No, I don't. But I'm also a weirdo and my family knows it, so it's not a big shock. When I told my mom, we lived very far apart when I first started getting tattooed. So I broke her the news that I was heavily or that I was starting to get tattooed via email. I got really drunk, got on my green screen computer that sounded like an airplane when it was taking off when you started it and sent her an email went to bed totally forgot that i had sent it and woke up to her calling me crying like what have you done to yourself you're never gonna get a job she was more worried like for my future which is legitimate anybody that knows me it suits my personality it's not a shock i don't have a conservative family so that wasn't really a thing i think if i did have a conservative family i probably would hide more of them just to avoid the conversation but i don't think you should have to hide yourself why I mean, maybe like if it's going to give grandma a heart attack, just avoid that and cover them and like don't go for shock value. But I think it just depends on your personal style, too. Last question is by Jesse Keys. How do you feel about talking about your tattoos meanings? I still get nervous when asked. So here's the thing with tattoo meanings. I feel like there's this whole thing of like if you get tattooed, they have to have this great big meaning. I have a bloody red steak with a little sign on it that says turtle. It's a turtle steak. It's just an inside joke. It doesn't have some big crazy meaning. It was just some dumb joke we told with my girlfriends one night and one of them happened to be a tattooer. I'm looking at my tattoos right now. <laughs> I have, you know, a lot of them have meaning, but some of them don't. Some of them just like a band I liked or a design I liked or I like put stars in the back of my legs. I thought it was pretty. So don't feel stressed that all of your tattoos have to have some big deep meaning. Also, don't feel that anybody is entitled to what that meaning is. If it's a memorial piece that you don't want to talk about or like I have that, like I said, the name that is covered up. So if anybody asks what that tattoo is, it used to be my ex's name. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about him. Don't feel pressured to have to talk about the meanings. If somebody asks you if it has a meaning and it does, and it's something you do want to talk about, by all means, share. If it does, if you don't want to talk about it and somebody says, what's the meaning? Just say, oh, I just like the style. I just like the design. It's a good way to like brush off without causing more questions. Because if you go, oh, it's personal, then people are going to pry more. People are assholes. Don't ever give people the benefit of the doubt that they're not going to be intrusive because that's just human nature. So don't get nervous when people ask you about your meanings. If you want to share, share. If you don't, don't. Man, I had a lot to talk about when it comes to tattoos today. Who knew this would be such an expansive topic? Well, I mean, I kind of did. Let's do a shout out. I have a lot of new patrons, so are you guys ready for this? I don't know if you're ready for this. Amy Long, Molly Mayhem, Karen Kuzminski, Screaming Space Vintage Dreamer, Rachel McLeod, Alexandra Franks, Dominique Justine, Jen, Sarah Elizabeth, Tia Marie, Chloe Kingler, Courtney, martin michelle nikki thompson and that's it thank you to my patrons thank you to everybody that has listened if you have any feedback to give me you can leave a review but you can also email me or message me i love 
the feedback that I get from you guys about this podcast. It makes me feel like you guys are actually listening. I get some analytics, but I don't get a lot. So I don't really know what you guys like and what you guys identify with. So please keep giving me that feedback. And you know what? Don't be an asshole. And until next time, here's me waving like a maniac. Bye, guys. <laughs>